From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle. I'm Kevin Wilson got Kyle Wenzel here in the Thinking Out Loud studios, and we're excited to be back with you this week for another episode of the podcast. I have to say that we are extremely happy with all of the feedback we're getting, receiving some emails, you know, looking at our numbers is just astounding. We're just, you know, at the time of this recording, we're only six shows in. And we already have somewhere around 800 downloads. And so we're excited. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for loving on us. You know, we're going to continue to bring good content to you every single week. And so just know, you know, that we love you for it. And you can always expect us to be here. We're going to hang out every Wednesday and bring us some good content. Yeah, it's it's exciting, Kevin. I'm I'm no math wizard, but that's somewhere over a hundred downloads on average a show. And so though we always say, listen, we're not about the numbers or the popularity, we want to have a reach and we want to make sure that with our reach, we're being effective. And numbers like that just prove to us that there's something good going on with this podcast. Probably one of the, the most effective things I think we've done was that Facebook Live. And so yeah, if you have our Facebook page We are going to be doing more Facebook Lives. What that did is it really helped us figure out if we were on the right track with our listeners with topics that we were planning to discuss. And we also wanted to hear from our listeners topics that they would like us to go back over or that they would like us to discuss in the future because we want to have our finger on the pulse of our listeners. So stay tuned for that on our social media pages. We'll be advertising more of those. Get involved. We want to have conversations with you guys. So Again, like Kevin said, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And we're happy to do it. And we're going to be excited to continue to do it. With that being said, we have quite the topic for today that we're going to be discussing today, Save Our Children. We've seen the hashtag Save Our Children. They're a very serious issue in America. They're a very serious issue globally. As we did our research, Kevin and I, we found that more so than globally, this is a very big issue in America. Yeah. Usually we say where there's smoke, there's fire. There are some things that we're not going to discuss today because there's, there's mainly just smoke. We don't see the fire, but the things that we're going to cover today are things that are factual. They are names that are in the media that there is a case behind or that there are actual facts. There is physical evidence of, things that we're going to discuss today and them being involved in that. And so you may have questions like, why didn't Kevin and Kyle cover this? Or why didn't they cover that? I am a big conspiracist. I love conspiracy theories. I love the thought of them. However, I also know that majority of them aren't true. 
They never end up being true. Yeah. And one of the things we want to make sure we do on this show is we want to make sure we bring truth. We want to make sure we bring an education to that truth because behind that there's freedom to it. And so uh, one of the things we're never going to do is talk about a conspiracy. So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about some serious issues in the hashtag save our children pandemic that we've got going on. Uh, We're going to talk about the Jeffrey Epstein's, the Harvey Weinstein's, the Maxwell's, the the Feldman's, the Teagan's. We're going to talk about all those. We're not going to discuss the Tom Hanks, the Oprah's, the Ellen's. Again, there's accusations, but there aren't facts right now behind that. And just trust us to be able to shepherd these scenarios as they come, because we promise you if facts come out, we will discuss it. We are both parents. We are both in tune with the nation. We both love humanity. And uh, we're going to make sure that we bring truth where truth needs to be done. So with that being said, Kevin, we're going to talk about Save Our Children. And it's a disgusting thing that's happening, a sickening thing that's happening. A couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago, we had on a human trafficking survivor. Yeah. And she gave us some great insight. And we're, I think we could say we're planning to have her on for a segment in the upcoming yes. future, just, just to kind of give us some of these myths and these facts as it pertains to that. Because I don't know if, if you did, but I learned a lot about the domestic portion of trafficking in America that I didn't know about. We all watch the movies Taken and we think, you know, the children trafficking, the, the sex trafficking, we think it's a foreign thing. We think it's, mm-hmm. it's foreign people coming into our country, kidnapping our children taking them. And, and that does happen. Mm-hmm. But we're coming to find out that America is more of a hub for this than we have thought about in the past. And so I just want to start off the show and I want to give a couple myths versus facts that I think will be educational for our listeners. One of the myths when it comes to sex trafficking, children trafficking, one of the myths is traffickers target victims they don't know. When really the fact is that a majority of the time, victims are trafficked by somebody they know, such as a friend, a family member, or even a romantic partner. Another myth is all human trafficking involves sex or prostitution. Another fact to that, human trafficking can include forced labor, domestic servitude, organ trafficking, debt bondage, and sex trafficking, uh, which obviously leads into forced prostitution. Perhaps one of the The biggest myths and facts to date for me doing our research is this one right here. And the myth is trafficking primarily occurs in developing countries. Well, the fact is that trafficking occurs all over the world, though the most common forms of trafficking can differ by country. The United States, I want you to hear this. The United States is one of the most active sex trafficking countries in the world. One of the most where exploitation of trafficking victims occurs in cities, suburban, and rural areas. According to the FBI, three years ago, a dark web bus landed 900 affiliates in prison. Of the 900 affiliates that were in this global pedophilia ring, 350 of those 900 were members from the USA. So a large portion of the world's pedophile networks operate right here in. America. And so this is something that we absolutely, Kevin, we absolutely have to dig into. We absolutely have to talk about, uh, especially when we talk about, you know, certain things like the trolls dolls and certain things like the inundation of perversion, sexual perversion with our children, with the adults. And so uh, we're going to get into that today. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know Kyle gave some statistics, and I just want to give you guys just a couple as well. The American Academy of Pediatrics reports that in the United States, 42% of children between the ages of 10 and 17 have viewed pornography online. Mm. Social media also has become a prime hunting ground for sex traffickers. Get this. In March 2019, Instagram was reportedly the leading social media platform for child grooming by sexual predators. Mm-mm. Instagram. Yep. I mean, everybody's got Instagram, yep. right? And this is, this is a study done by the Heritage Foundation. A recent poll of 2000 teens found that nearly 75% had received pornographic direct messages from strangers, even if they had a private account. 55% of victims of sex trafficking in 2015 met their abuser through a website, an app, or a text. Hmm. Do you know what your kids are doing? The sexualization of children is occurring in brick and mortar spaces as well. We have these drag queen story hours mm. that's going on right now. These are all of these things that we're wanting to bring awareness to because we hear these things, you know, we kind of, you know, scroll through our news feed and we'll see a story and it kind of just kind of goes out of our mind. But this is happening to real children in America. We're the, one of the leading sponsors of this mm-hmm. sick thing that we're, th- that's happening. We're one of the leading sponsors, and it's happening, obviously, right under our nose. Yeah. And so, as Americans, which we're, you know, we're a free country, which we say we are, but this is exposing the dark underbelly of us not being as free as we think we are. And and it's exposing things that everyone's involved in. I mean, this is not just, you know, the nasty guy that's, you know, somewhere in the woods somewhere. This is also exposing some people that could be celebrities, people in high positions, people who are, you know, office workers and executives. And I mean, this spans everyone. And so I think bringing awareness to this is is extremely important. Yeah. And that's the thing that honestly shocks me is this this isn't your typical movie scenario. When we talk about this, we have a certain stigma around child and sex trafficking where it's the creepy guy that keeps his shades shut that drives an all-white van with no windows it's not that we're finding out that it's the brother-in-laws it's the moms it's the dads it's and it's scary stuff it's the friend of the family and what angers me the most and probably the biggest question i have is there are so many movements that are going on including hashtag save our children But Mm -hmm. why are we not hearing about this on our mainstream medias the way that they cover everything else that goes on? It almost, and and Kevin can attest to this, even doing the research, this has to have been, this had to have been one of the hardest topics to research, and it should not be. A hundred percent. Our children should be priority in this country, and what scares me is they only seem to be priority physically, and I don't mean that in a sarcastic way, but- when we can allow certain things like this to continue to go on, when we can allow statistics like that to remain and we see no media coverage from it. And, and I've, I've seen some websites say, well, the media has covered it. You know, Facebook is posting. Listen, majority of the Facebook posts are from people like you and me doing our That's research, right. 
finding it. I mean, you got to dig to find these cases. You've got to. That's right. And then someone's got to share it. I would love to see our national media step up to the plate and do something about this. Put the onus on the people that need to figure this thing out and let's start shutting some of this stuff down. I know we could get behind it financially. I know there's not, there's not a single dad in the room that wouldn't support figuring out how to stop pedophilia. And yeah. so my question really is, is where has our nation gone wrong? Is this an indictment on our government? Is this an indictment on the national media for not covering this properly, for not stewarding their time properly with this? Obviously, there are independent organizations going at work. I mean, we know about Ashton Kutcher. We know about, and I've brought it up even with Devon, but we know about certain missionary teams that, quite honestly, it's embarrassing to say, but they have better technology for trafficking than the FBI does. And right. when, you've got, yeah. when you've got your government coming and they're interviewing you and your program because you found a way to prevent this better, in a better way than they have, to me, that's a serious indictment on the FBI. It's a serious indictment on national media. And I just want to know why. I want to know why, yeah. why has this not blown up the way that it should have blown up? Yeah. Is it, you know, my question is, is it not a priority? Like, I mean, how, how is it that we have thousands, thousands of kids that are missing mm. that most are in sex trafficking, mm. right? The to- total numbers of, of juveniles in the sex trade in the United States is about nine to 10,000. And this was according to a, a 2016 study that was funded by the U.S. Department of Justice. Yeah. So if the Department of Justice is on your radar, why is it that when I went to do research, and, and just as Kyle was saying, it's the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I mean, I, we do research for every single show that we do, mm-hmm. and there's usually a plethora of things out there that we can look up. We can, I mean, we just have pages sometimes of notes yeah. um, before we go on air. This time, I mean, we had to dig and dig and dig to try to get, you know, some, because again, we're going to bring facts. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in bringing hearsay and what somebody said on Facebook that we don't, we can't corroborate. I'm not interested in that. And right. there's Kyle. Right. What we're interested in is bringing you the truth, the facts. And when I went to look for truth and facts, I couldn't find much. Mm-mm. Yet the numbers are staggering. We just gave you these numbers. You know, we, we got in 2016, nine to 10,000 10, kids are being sex trafficked, right? That's not even including the women and the men, the grown people. This is just children. And that's not including the missing children. And uh, right. uh, again, Ke- Kevin, you're right. There's a disconnect that can't be ignored. You cannot yes. ignore the fact that the government can put out statistics talking about here's how many numbers we know are sex trafficked. Here's how many we know are missing. But then the numbers of finding them, the numbers of retrieving them, the numbers of preventing it, they're not there. And the facts behind what they're doing to prevent it, they're not there. A lot of it is volunteer, voluntary work. A lot of it is just organically come up through churches, organically come up through people of wealth that have the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where is our justice system? Where is our government? And so kind of to give a little background of some of the stuff that we were able to find while digging up research. Operation Not Forgotten was done in Georgia. And I want to be very clear here with these numbers because, again, uh, like Kevin said, we find a lot of numbers. We find a lot of things. We don't find a whole lot of substance. And so Mm -hmm. Operation Not Forgotten 
was an operation that spanned across 20 Georgia countries. Now, this is something that you love to read when you're, when you're talking about sex trafficking. So here's where the FBI made me happy. So there was an operation that spanned across 20 Georgia countries. Sources said children were found in uh, multiple counties, not countries, multiple counties, among other places, and nine suspects uh, were arrested. For two weeks, uh, U.S. Marshals, fugitive hunters, and other agencies scored North and Middle Georgia looking for missing and exploited children. In all, and I want to be clear about these numbers, in all, 26 endangered children were recovered and 13 missing children were found. So out of the, out of the 39, 26 of them were in danger of being trafficked. The other 13 were found in the same building, same houses, but they were, they were claimed as, as missing children. That's, that's awesome. And I would love to see more of this, but on the back end of that, I would love to see, you know, when we talk about the drug war in America and we, we talk about a, a certain things that America's facing, they're fronting money, they're fronting labor, they're giving us a yep. detailed plan of how they're going to stop it. It just seems like as soon as they talk about what they, the information just ends right after, well, 26 endangered kids were found and 13 missing children were found. And then that's a wrap. And I just, I would love to know more about what our nation is doing to protect our children. And I'm not saying slow this down. I'm saying eradicate pedophilia altogether. You know, Kyle, it's crazy that we spend millions of dollars to protect this country and our military, which we should. Yep. 100% yep. behind that. Yep. Love our military. We spend, as you were saying, millions of dollars on drugs, mm. drug trafficking, yep. trying to stop drug trafficking. We can find bin Laden on the other side of the world and, you know, and we can follow him and find him through his couriers and all these different things. Mm -hmm. And we can, we have drones that, you know, can seek out people in other countries, but we can't find our own children. Yeah. Like what I, it, 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 part of it, it's, it's, it's the focus that we're putting on. We're not exactly. putting the focus on finding our children. If we did, we would have, we, these children would be home. Well, and not that we could do this with our children because it's invasion of privacy, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got the lions on in the background, right? And oh boy, that's a whole nother issue for the day. <laughs> but um, <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, we'll have an offense. So, <laughs> but in regards to professional athletes and COVID, the NFL has now come out with microchips on their wrists. Now, I would never allow that, but I'm just saying this is the length that they're going. So basically, if an NFL athlete comes up testing positive for COVID, they can go back two weeks to find out every moment of their day, where they were at, who they were near. Yeah, we've got technology. That way, right. then they're doing that so they can tell everybody else, hey, you may have been exposed to COVID. If you can go back two weeks for a wealthy NFL athlete who's making you buco dollars, don't tell mm -hmm. me you can't find a way to track down missing children with the amount of cameras we have in our neighborhoods, with the amount of cameras that we have in our cities. I mean, we go to the lengths in which we should to find terrorists like we did with the Boston bombing. I mean, they found yep. the one guy in a guy's boat cover for crying out loud. We can find right. these kids. But like Kevin said, it's all about the intent and it's all about the time and the money that we're willing to spend on it. And so it leads me back to my question, where's the disconnect? And Really quick, I want to talk about a little bit of where I see some of the disconnect happening with powerful people. 
And uh, I would like to just get into uh, Corey Feldman's dispute on national TV. Again, guys, this is a case where it's, it was broken open by an actor and it's facts. Yeah. I, it, I just want to make sure people understand who Corey Feldman is. Yeah. So he isn't, and you may be able to elaborate a little bit. I know him as a younger, a younger actor than I do even now uh, in a couple movies, but Corey Feldman is an actor and Kevin, you can go ahead and, and let them know about you want me to <laughs> yeah so Corey, i didn't know if maybe you knew something i didn't know so <laughs> no no, no. Cor- go ahead man. so Corey feldman's an actor he's been in hollywood since he's been a child and barbara walters as well has been in the hollywood business for a long time she is a host on the view you either love the show or you hate the show but so he i'm barbara walters and this is 2020 yeah Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a whole nother episode, too. Uh, So with this being said, what what we're about to witness in some of these statements I'm going to read you is there are powerful voices that are coming out and they are they're giving their account to what's happened to them. Short, long story short, Corey Feldman, Corey Ham, another actor who is now passed. They were passed around. They were trafficked within the Hollywood industry. And for some reason now, there, there have been years that have passed and, and nothing's been done. And it just seems like, and we're going to talk about this because it happened on national TV. It just seems like the second anything like this gets spoken about, it gets shut up real fast. We're not going to talk mm. about it. We're not going to look mm-hmm. into it. People like Corey Feldman, they're just, they're, they're ignorant. They don't know what they're talking about. They're making up lies. And I hate that we'd rather just flat out come out and say it's a lie than say, no, let's dig into this. Let's figure out the story. And so real quick, let me break it down for you. In a resurfaced clip from an October 2013 episode of The View, the media personality asked Corey Feldman about the abuse he faced in the past. So setting up the scene, he's on an interview with The View where Barbara Walters is, and he's been asked about his abuse in the past. and. Feldman was on the show promoting his memoir, Choreography. And so here's his quote. When he is asked about his abuse, he says this. He says, I'm saying that there are a lot of people that that were the people that did this to both me and Corey Ham, and they are still working out there. There are some of the richest, most powerful people in this business, and they do not want me saying what I am saying right now. And he goes on to say, uh, Feldman and the fellow 80 star Corey Ham, Corey Ham, uh, have been vocal about their abuse. Uh, they faced, they faced and claimed that they were passed around to pedophiles. They would throw these parties where you'd walk in and it would be mostly kids and there would be a handful of adult men, Feldman recalled. They would also Yuck. be at the film awards and the charities functions. Guys, he's talking about. This Hollywood buzz. He's talking about rich people who knew rich people who had powerful ways of getting a hold of these kids and they would pass them around in these parties. Now, Ham died in 2010 from a drug induced coma. Now, further on in the conversation, Walters asked Corey Feldman, she said, are you saying that they are pedophiles? And that they're still in this business. And Feldman confirmed that, yes, that is what he was alleging. And that's what you're saying in this book is what she was trying to ask uh, Corey Feldman. So, and then the co-host chimes in on this conversation and says, when you talk to parents, Corey, 
There are a lot of parents out there who want to put their kids in this Hollywood business. They're cute. They're great actors. What would you say to parents who, who just have the best intentions for their child? If you're saying there's a lot of predators in this industry, what would you tell the parents? And he goes on to say, it's a many feathered bird. Be careful what you wish for. That's all I'm going to tell you. Don't do it with any kind of the naive thoughts. Don't go into this thinking that the rose, it's all roses and sunglasses. And from that moment, Barbara Walters fires off. On, this is what angers me, Kevin. So up to this point, you've got Corey Feldman giving his account of what's happened yeah. in Hollywood. And, yeah. and I'm not, I don't judge a book by his coverage, but if you've seen him as a child and you see him now as an adult, he is a messed up figure. He's got a lot mm. going on, and he's very yeah. clear about that in his memoir. And so for these allegations to, to come out, I don't think it's far-fetched. I think there's some, there's some foundational things there. And for, for the response of Hollywood, for the response of live national television, after he says what he says, for Barbara Walters to say this in quotes, you are damaging an entire industry. And for Feldman to feel like he has to apologize to Walters on air because she thinks he's damaging an industry, to me, that there's no apology needed. To me, she needed to apologize. To me, she needed to be honestly escorted off that stage at that time. Because to me, what that answer says to me when Barbara Walters cuts in while he's giving his account and she says, you are damaging the entire industry, that right there tells me where the disconnect is. There's a priority 100%. in money. There's a priority in making the money. There's a priority in fame. And there are people at hand that are willing to pay whatever amount of money they need to pay to make sure their industry, their name, their fame is not ruined. You know what, Kyle? It's, it's crazy because if you guys listen to the show from last week when we had our human trafficking survivor on, you will understand that he was just re-victimized. Because here's what happens. Every single time a victim speaks up, no one believes them. They call them liars. Mm -hmm. They say, well, it couldn't have been Uncle so-and-so. Right. It, it, you know, Uncle so-and-so is a great man. Oh, no, no, no. It couldn't have been the, the Hollywood actors and actresses. Oh, no, no. It couldn't be. No, 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 no. That's not. And, and, and some of these people, unfortunately, they know it's going on. And that's a known fact. I mean, I think we can all at this point in 2020 know that it is a known fact that when all of these kids were in Hollywood over the past 20, 30 years, that there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes where these children were being molested. Multiple of them have come out yeah. saying they were molested. They were passed around, mm -hmm. that things are going on, whatever the case may be. And so this is not shocking. It's not surprising. But here you have somebody that's in the same industry who is protecting, yep. like Kyle said, protecting her own mm -hmm. because this, this affects the money. Yeah. You, you can't stop the money from coming in. Right. Right. And, and, and so, and so I think we, we just have to, and, 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 and I'm going to take this sideways a little bit. When we look at 2020 and we look at all the things that are happening mm -hmm. and we're asking God to bless this nation, we're asking God to intervene. God, stop the COVID. God, stop the fires. God, stop the, all of these things that's happening. Please don't let the hurricanes come. Don't whatever. And I'm not saying I am not smart enough to know which things are God's judgment or which things are not God's judgment. But I will tell you that every single time in the Bible where children have been hurt, 
You think about the 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 God of Molech in the Old Testament, where I think it was Molech, where the people were giving their children, they were literally sacrificing their children, mm-hmm. and they were setting their kids on fire. It, it was this this huge, it was this huge God with his face, and, and in the mouth was a furnace, and they were putting their children in this furnace, yeah. and God's judgment fell on that nation, and then on, and fell on those people. We can't keep thinking that we're going to protect these child molesters, pedophiles, and all of these things, and think for some reason that the judgment of God is not going to come on America. And we're complicit if we don't speak up. We're complicit if we continue to vote for people who thinks that this stuff should happen for any type of sexual perversion. We're complicit. And so, and I know I just took this sideways, but that's that's a result of all of these things that are going on behind the scenes and we're going to do everything that we can to expose it and you may you may be asking well why did you why did you go from cases in georgia to hollywood i made that transition specifically because you got to follow the money you got to follow that's and, right and because before the georgia cases before the ohio cases we heard about jeffrey epstein who was yeah. charged <laughs> For yes. the very same thing we're talking about, we heard about Harvey Weinstein, who was charged for the very yes. same thing that we're talking about. And the conspiracy is, well, Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, that, that's neither here nor there. The, the point of the matter is, it is in Hollywood. It is there. They weren't alone. They weren't the only ones doing it. And Jeffrey Epstein was obviously one of the guys who knew how to get his hands on minors and knew how to throw the parties. What Feldman says lines up with what we learned about Epstein. And those are all facts. Yeah. Having parties where young kids are passed around, it's a sport to them. It is an addiction to them. And Hollywood isn't the only place that we're seeing it, but Hollywood is the mainstream. Hollywood is in front of us every single day on our TV screens. And so we're going to talk about it. And there are some more facts. Kevin, I don't know if you want to get into some of the Twitter posts that yeah. have been displayed. I know you're super eager about talking about that because this should offend you. I hope it offends you. I hope it causes you to have more of more of a protection over your children, more of an awareness over the children, more of an awareness over what and who you allow your children to be around, listen to, and be influenced by. So, Kevin, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and cover some of that. Yeah, so this stuff was going to blow your mind. So we've got celebrities who, and again, some of the other things that are going around the internet, I'm not interested in talking about. Right. But I have proof right now in mm. my hand as I'm sitting here in this studio of tweets that were tweeted out by a celebrity. And so many of you know Chrissy Teigen. If you don't know Chrissy Teigen, you know her husband, John Legend. He is the just an amazing singer and wrote some really good songs. And his wife, Chrissy Teigen, she is a model. And she had some extremely disturbing tweets. Yeah. And when her tweets were exposed, she deleted 60,000 tweets. Just, just think about that. Mm-hmm. 60,000 mm-hmm. tweets that people could connect her just by what she's saying in these tweets. Yeah. They could, they could, it, it, it could connect her to some of this pedophilia and some of the things that are going on. Because it was so racy and so out of control and not mom-like. 
and it was it was predator like. Mm. If I were to wrote write any of these things, uh, you'd shut me down and never listen to my podcast ever again, which is which is right to do. But yet we continue to give money to this Chrissy Teigen. Now listen, here's some tweets from Chrissy Teigen. So one of them says, and this is so this one I'm gonna read. I'm gonna actually read you the tweet, and I'm gonna read you when this tweet happened. So September 23rd, 2009, Chrissy Teigen. I just saw a baby that looked like a porn star, like a trashy, do anything porn star. Is that wrong to think? This is a tweet from Chrissy Teigen. Another tweet. This is July 13th, 2011. Seeing little girls do the splits half naked is just dot, dot, dot. I want to put myself in jail. That's disgusting. You tell me if that's not disturbing. That's disgusting. She has another tweet on June 22nd, 2011. It always weirds me out how strong little toddlers' tummies can look. And I'm aware of how absolutely disturbing that sounds. Why would you say that? As a grown woman, and she's talking about this show, Toddlers and Tiaras, which I don't know if it's still, uh, still on Netflix or not, but it at some point was. Why in the world would you watch a show with little children, toddlers and tiaras, toddlers, toddlers and tiaras, and you're going to talk about how firm their, t- their stomachs are? And you're a grown woman? A- a- another one. This is February 10th, 2012. Chrissy Teigen again. A belly and a shirt with a small, sexy toddler on it saying, number one, duh, which whatever that means. What does a guy wear to a toddler's and tiara's party? Then, and so what they've been saying, so now I'm going to read this, this other tweet, okay? And this is the last tweet I'll read from Chrissy Teigen. But what has been said, and we don't, I can't confirm this. I don't know this 100%. But. With this pedophilia ring that they believe is in Hollywood, they're saying that one of the code words for children is pizza. Yeah. Yep. And so she, she, because this just doesn't make any sense. Like if you read this in any other context other than what we're talking about today, it doesn't make any sense. So on August 5th, 2012, she goes, she goes, I woke up this morning with a pizza on my chest. And ranch dressing all over me. So if you think I'm too good for this, you are sadly mistaken. I'll leave that up to you. You, you tell me if that's normal. I, I, don't, I don't care what kind of, and, 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 and rightfully so, she deleted 60,000 of them. If this had nothing to do with anything wrong, why would you delete 60,000 tweets? And I think it's important that you just say that right there. She deleted 60,000. I mean, again, if I've always gone under the the way of living of if I'm not lying, I don't need to explain. Type that's of thing. right. If I am over explaining, I'm lying to you, and I am trying to that's find right. my way out of it. And so, her way of over explaining was just deleting sixty thousand tweets. I could easily sit there and go, okay, maybe she had a party and she had pizza all over her with ranch dressing. Why delete it? Why delete it? Why right. delete it? And you're absolutely right. What the disgusting thing is, is 
okay, she's gonna put, she's gonna tweet about kids, and there's the fact that you go into detail, and yeah. and then you think it's okay. And, and listen, I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's the same with saying certain jokes, just around certain. You can say certain jokes around certain people. You can't say them around other people. It's the comfort zone. It's also the protection zone. You know you're protected. And that, uh, listen, I'm not going to say I can prove that. I'm just telling you people are going to tweet. They're going to have emails. We, we hear about people deleting emails all the time because at one time when they were sending them, they were protected individuals. And then the second they feel like they are no longer protected, they've got to get rid of the evidence. Here's my question. Where's the case at now? So it just ends with, well, we can't find it. We always hear about you, you never delete. You, you can't get rid of anything on the computer, on the internet. My aunt could come over today and go back from the moment that this computer was turned on and look at every single timestamp on this computer. I'm talking deleting things. I'm talking posting things. I'm talking downloading things. She can go ahead and she can do that. So I've got to believe there are higher professionals in the business world that can go. That's right. Just because she deleted them doesn't mean we can't find them. And because of that, we can go even deeper into, you know, things like that to figure out what's going on. And I just don't understand, Kevin, why, why that's not being done. Yeah. There is no explanation. You know, she came out, you know, as people have have started exposing this, she came out with some just profanity laced up, you know, being upset at everyone, you know, and my, and my thing is no one does that. Like if, if you didn't, if you didn't tweet those things out, you wouldn't have this issue. Like, no one, no one's yelling at me because I'm not, I'm not getting on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and talking about toddlers' tummies. Right. I mean, there comes a point when you, it, there is no other explanation other than you're a sick person mm. and you, you thought that was going to fly. Like you, right. you thought that was just, you were just going to fly right. under the radar and, and you, you're just going to be good. Right. But then people who have, who who have some decency look at that and they call you out right and rightfully so right again i don't know about all the other celebrities that, that people are talking about i don't know what's going on with them and until that stuff actually comes to bear and we actually know some facts i'm not going to touch that right but anytime you put yourself out there and you tweet disgusting things like that that's you're it's fair game yeah <laughs> it's fair game yeah, and as more comes out, we'll have the opportunity to talk about more. We simply wanted to do this show today. We had been talking about this probably, what, for months now, Kevin? Talking about oh, yeah. when will be the time to talk about this. Because, again, we want to shepherd this the right way. We want to be, listen, we want to be respectful in everything that we do. We want to have credibility in everything that we do. And so we felt like the next two weeks are really the time to cover what we can cover about this because it's just it's starting to become more relevant in the media culture and so we wanted to do this show today to bring an awareness to parents to bring an awareness to children there is something serious going on nationally globally but there is something seriously going on nationally in america in hollywood in our states in our cities and we have to be vigilant as parents, we have to be vigilant as teenagers to understand that there's an inundation, there's a brainwashing that's happening. Next week, we'll get into some, some other things, some quotes from some directors. You guys, it's disgusting thing. There's disgusting things that are not just happening 
but they're being talked about. They're being planned out and, and they're quotes. I mean, they're on air, they're quotes, and we're going to discuss it. And so today was really to bring that awareness. Today was really to give you proof, factual evidence that there are things that are happening right next door. And in hopes that as parents, we will, we will continue to share, save our children. As parents, we will continue to create a mainstream media buzz that doesn't end until things are being done and to make sure that we're being vigilant with our children, making sure that they're not listening to things that could say otherwise because they're being taught by media. They're being taught virtually. They're being taught you know, musically, audio. We have to make sure that we know that we're teaching our children what love is. We're teaching our children who love is. We're teaching our children the right orientation of love. I mean, we have to be clear cut with our kids these days because they're going to be distorted. There's going to be an exposure to them that we don't want to have happen if we're not vigilant enough with our kids. 100%. And one thing I, I want to say, because I always like to bring this back to, you know, because a lot of our listeners are Christian, yeah. um, not all, yeah. but, but a lot of our listeners are Christian. And so we always want to bring this back to, you know, what can we do? How can we help? What, what are some of the things that we can do? And one of the things is because if you remember our show last week, our guest said that the foster system, and we, and we know this by our studying, that the foster system is a place where a lot of these children are being trafficked. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Christians can do, and we don't think about this because we are very focused on the American dream. And we're focused on, you know what, I'm going to have me a nice home. I'm going to have me a nice car. I'm going to have a, a son and a daughter. And that's it. Like, I'm going to have, you know, we're, we're, we're not, you know. One of the ways that we can help is there is approximately 440,000 youth nationwide mm. that are in foster care. Yeah. 440,000. Mm. That's almost a half a million kids mm-hmm. that are displaced. From their homes. Yeah. As Christians, we need to. So, and, and I know there's a lot of you out there that are just getting married. You're starting families. Maybe you already have a family. Maybe you're established. You're making good money. Have you ever considered to be, to do this one selfless act to maybe not have, say you're going to have three kids, maybe have two and adopt one. And I know it's easier said than done. I, I, I understand that. But there are so many organizations and programs out there that will help you with adopting children. You know, you can also foster children because if you don't, why don't you be that home that is that safe place? So when they're with you, you know, you know well Mm. that they are taken care of. Mm. You know that they're not being abused. You know that uncle so-and-so is not coming over because you're doing everything that you get, you can, and you're putting the safeguards in in your in your home mm-hmm. and on their phones. Yeah. So I encourage, you know, there's a lot of millennials that say, "Hey, I want my money to go somewhere where it means something. I want to change the world. I want to be a part of the change." Yeah. I'm tired of people talking about it. I want to see it happening. This is an opportunity for you to change the world. You mm-hmm. can change the world one child at a time. There is no way with this many churches that are on every almost every corner in America that we should have a half a million children that don't have homes. Mm-hmm. That it, like we we should and 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 there is one there is one church and I believe it was David Platt 
when he pastored his original church, not the church that he pastors now, but his original church, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was his church that they found out how many orphans was in their city. And they went on a campaign with their congregation to eradicate the amount of kids that were orphaned in their city, in their city. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people in that church adopted children and it brought the number of children that were displaced in that city down dramatically. That, my friend, yeah. is taking care of the widow and the orphan. Mm-hmm. That is Jesus with skin on. That is showing and being a light to the world. And so it is important for us to, it, it, and so if you want to, as a millennial, you want to change the world, don't be selfish and say, well, I'm just going to have this many kids. Or I'm, you know, because if I have more than this many kids, I'm not going to be able to buy that, that, you know, that F-150, or I'm not going to be able to get that big home that I want to get or whatever. It's not about, remember that if you're a Christian, it's not about you. Mm. It's about everything that we can do to further Christ in the world. Yeah. So if you've got an opportunity to do that, or you say, hey, I've already made it, man, I'm making the money. I'm, we're established. I've had my children. They're grown and gone. Well, maybe you have room to adopt one. Maybe you have room to foster one, whatever the case may be. But I believe it always comes back to the church. It always comes back because if we wait on the government to do it, look at what the government's not doing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, you, you, we, we keep thinking the government is going to save us. The government is not going to save us. And we went through many statistics of all of these kids that are missing and the government is not making this a priority. So it's time for the church to step up and make it a priority. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're called to do. And so I encourage pastors, I encourage leaders to do everything that you can to begin to bring awareness from the pulpit. Because whatever you don't make important, your people are not going to make important. I promise you. Because they're looking at you. They're looking to you Mm. to guide them and lead them. Mm -hmm. So you have to lead them to the orphans. You have to lead them to the children that are being trafficked. You have to lead them. So when you have, just like you have missionaries come in, let people like Devon come in and talk about her story. Mm -hmm. Just just like you have all of these, you raise money for the the bricks on the building, putting new doors in, and, and we argue about the color of the carpet. Why don't we put that same emphasis and that same drive and passion into bringing our babies home? Mm. We talk about the power of God and how powerful he is and how much of a God of a breakthrough he is and all these things he can do. Well, let's, let's, let's see him do that. Mm. But he can't do it without us. Mm. So I always want to bring this back because it's extremely important that the church understands the gravity of their responsibility on earth. We always say, we want it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Guys, if we're going to do that, we have to wake up, we have to stand up, and we have to do something. Yeah. And there's churches out there that are doing some great things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that churches aren't, because they're, but I will promise you that if we have a half a million kids that are displaced from home, from their homes, we're not doing enough. And churches, and there are churches that, that may not be doing anything. And so we just want to bring awareness to that. And it's something I'm passionate about. 
Um, it's something that Kyle's passionate about, and we're going to use this platform to do everything we can to help. But that's where we are. But we thank you guys for tuning in. Again, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for the support. Continue to share, post, you know, share our page, share the podcast with people to get the word out. And, you know, people always asking, how can we help? That's one of the best things you can do is get somebody to subscribe to the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, you know, and some other places. We're on YouTube. Also, you can sound off. You want to talk to us. You can sound off at thinkingoutloudpodcast20 at gmail.com. You can also visit us on the web at thinkingoutloudmedia.com. So we're everywhere. So you know, just, just come see us. Come talk to us. We love you guys. Have a great week. We'll be back next week.